Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're going to chat with someone at the top of their category whom I call an elite entrepreneur. We're going to talk about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. And later in this episode, we have an insider's brief how IBM Cloud for Financial Services helps banks address security and compliance requirements while protecting consumers' most valuable information. Now, there have been times in my life when I had to pick up the pieces and I didn't know where to start. For example, when my mom died, she had a trust and my brother was a trustee but nothing was organized and it turned out to be a mess. And then I inherited the task and I did the best that I could. I had to pick up the pieces and I've seen this chaos in friends and family who've left a disorganized pile. I mean, you don't really think about this until maybe near the end. And if you've been through one of these, you know what I'm talking about and I don't have to paint much of a picture. And while we're at it, this is all about helping you and your friends turn your vision into reality. You know, we want to help you get everything in your estate properly set up for what we call the inevitable. Meet Jonathan Fishbeck. He's the CEO of Estate Space, and I asked him to tell us about the world's first asset management solution that's going to help each one of you. Now, I'm going to let him share the rest and tell you all about it. Let's bring him on. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to the Tony Dierso Show. Hey, Tony. Pleasure. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you. And we're all looking forward to learning more about how to simplify estate management. And I guess perhaps we'll take it from the top and let's start here. What's your backstory? Tell us all about it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a pretty interesting story. Um, son of an entrepreneur. Uh, my father started his first company in uh, 1990. And so uh, I grew up in a household and uh, learned uh, how to uh, best support him. Uh, and since then, uh, I went on to uh, get a degree in computer sciences, and uh, I'm now a three-time founder. Uh, my, I started uh, my career actually coming out of technology and getting into construction. And that, that, that journey uh, took me back to technology uh, some 16 uh, years later throughout that path as I was, uh, ended up working with Ultra High Net Worth Families uh, somewhere around 2010, 2011. And it was, it was through those experiences that I was uh, tied, brought back to seeing, you know, the good, the bad, and also the ugly uh, that can happen with very complex assets. And it was, you know, it was really just kind of being around people and, and having those experiences that it was a genesis for a state space. And I, I knew uh, that there was a lack of technology and that this could be solved for. And ultimately, the, the impact was going to be able to be something that was kind of more everlasting and, and part of a family's legacy. And for me, I think that's where uh, I, I pivoted uh, because I, I really uh, love relationships and I, I love helping people. And it was, I just saw an opportunity to kind of take everything personally, professionally, educationally that I gathered throughout my my career and, and bring it all to one business and bring it all to one solution. And so I'm um, super excited to have a state space here today and uh, look forward to diving in more. Let me start here and explain a little bit of what a state space does and how you do asset management. We've seen a couple of different services in the past that have attempted to do this. You're the first asset management solution. I'd like to learn a little bit more about that and how that works. 
Yeah, so I think, you know, starting with kind of the main problem that a state space is solving for, it's, it's to ultimately simplify state management. And, and in order to do that, you have to take a step back and look at the greater ecosystem uh, in multiple directions. And I'm able to do that. I'm able to understand that because uh, I, I've lived it, right? So, you know, coming out of service and getting into technology, we, we kind of knew the problem intimately. Um, and so with that, uh, a state space started, we, we kind of had the, the, the first problem, which was, you know, I have all these things, I don't know where they are. So we started, uh, we solved for uh, being the, the first uh, asset, physical asset management platform that you could manage your assets from a mobile device. And then naturally that then led us into property management communications. And ultimately uh, we've just now released our, our latest 3.0 version as of uh, last week. And that's exciting because now we're going to be going from a, di a dynamic portfolio of, of assets and properties and people and, and turning that into an action-based system that's going to help drive efficiency. Once we're able to do that, uh, we're then going to be able to take that, last, that, that next big step, which is, okay, I have uh, a number of family members across multiple generations. Uh, I want to be able to provide a simple experience uh, similar to the financial industry, right? So that I'm able to transfer my, my, my liquid assets uh, very easily today. I've got a team of people that's proactively managing it. Well, State Space wants to be a platform that helps proactively manage all of your physical assets and properties and allow you that same convenience of uh, moving assets, physical assets from one family member or one generation to the next in a very simple way. And I think that going back to the problem of like why we exist, right? We're helping people. Um, Tony, you mentioned it earlier in your opening here. Yeah, you've had to deal with this. And so, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's really personal. We, we want to be able to make sure that we do this really well for the families that we're serving because ultimately uh, when somebody in the case of a, a lost family member, we, you know, with these more complex assets, even not so complex, uh, this can take away from the time that you should really be grieving with your family and being there for other loved ones. And so I think that that's what hits home the most with us. And one thing that I really love about what we've been able to build over the, the years here is that everyone in our company uh, cares about that. All of our partners have experienced that. So we've been able to do a really good job of surrounding ourselves with like-minded affiliate partners and, and providers. Um, ultimately, you know, kind of telling that story and living that story in a way that um, really just transcends through everything that we do. And, uh, and, and for, for us, I think that's the most rewarding thing that we've been able to accomplish here. Exactly. And, you know, and I've mentioned this just at the beginning, we don't expect it. We kind of tend to think we're going to keep on living. We don't think that an end is going to come. It takes us by surprise. It takes our family by surprise. And people usually, generally, that I've seen in my family and friends and relatives, as I've mentioned, don't expect it, don't see it, don't plan for it. I know someone, unfortunately, a close family friend just passed away, I think, three months ago. It still is a surprise. It's still a shock. And the person's family is still picking up the pieces. And so we don't expect it. And it's kind of like a kind of topic that you don't talk about. Face it, at the end of that relationship, we don't want to go there. But it is important. And I think one of the things to mention is when we think of our assets, oh, well, you know, if I own some property, yeah, I can, you know, make sure it's turned over. But, you know, if you are a stamp collector or a news, numismatic and you've got these rare coins or maybe a wine collection, if you've got something special, 
that is part of the physical asset. And I like to kind of drill down on what could be the physical assets, kind of get some ideas in people like, oh, that too, we should, oh yeah, we have that. We should, we should take care about this. Yeah, I mean, so, so I think when it comes to assets, right, we all care about our things maybe more than they might be worth. Um, they all mean something to us maybe more than they mean to somebody out on the outside. And so, you know, it's, it's that legacy. It's, it's trying to, to bring those things into focus and then allow the transfer of those things in a very simple way. And I think that with a state space where, where we're different and where we're going to be able to shine for our clients is that we have that profound respect for service. So we're a technology platform. Uh, you don't realize it, but even, um, you know, just your average home, each room can have dozens or hundreds of things in it. Right. And so our approach has always been that technology is great, but it takes people to make it to make it really special. And so with the state space, we've partnered with uh, other service providers that can provide that type of support, uh, whether it's a complex operation or it's simply inventorying all of your things. Uh, I think, you know, when when we think about how do we want to capture our assets? Well, first, we want to just get them in to a system. Right. And then from there, we can then start to look at, you know, going in more information about them, uh, leaving uh, somebody uh, uh, a note or a description of what this thing is in a way that uh, is meaningful to the family. And I think it's it's that that type of experience that's ultimately going to drive uh, families to one, wanting to, to have an, something like a state space, and then two, being able to know that uh, that thing that they have, they're taking care of it, it will then be taken care of. So when we talk about like, you know, the generation to come, um, there's a peace of mind for the generation that is, right? As we all reach like an older age, and we start to have children of our own, uh, we start to realize the importance of setting them up for success. And I think some of the, the statistics in this area are, are quite alarming, right? When it comes to being able to pass wealth on uh, to the next generation, only 40% of people succeed in passing on a positive wealth to the next generation, generation, even if they had that. And so, you know, there's all these, I mentioned the ecosystem earlier, we have all these great service providers that are out there already that exist that want to help people. And so the state space is that centralized platform that's going to allow all of these people to come together in a very logical, simple way and allow them to ultimately serve that family or that business, right? Or the individual who has a state, who has a state space as their centerpiece. And so I think with, with, when, when you start to take a step back, I think that's, that's what makes us special, right? I tell a lot of people that there's great technology out there, but ultimately it's exclusive. It does one or two things and it excludes the other people from being able to do the things that they need to do. And so, you know, with the state space, we feel that, you know, we're in, we tell people we're an inclusive platform. We've thought about all these people in that ecosystem. We ultimately want to serve our client the best way possible. And that's also thinking about the people that serve them as it might relate to the things that our technology is, is, is managing for them. We're talking about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck, and you can find him at estatespace.com. That's E-S-T-A-T-E-S-P-A. The.com, estatespace.com. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment.
Did you know that according to the CDC, one person dies every 36 seconds in the United States from cardiovascular disease and that one in four deaths is attributable to heart disease? So if you're not taking your heart health seriously, you need to act now. Now you can take an all-natural daily supplement that not only helps protect your heart from free radicals and helps boost athletic performance as well. It's a brand new specially formulated supplement with a powerful blend of essential nutrients, antioxidants, and botanicals to optimize your heart health naturally. Snap Supplements Heart Health is loaded with naturally grown herbs and nutrients that work in partnership with you to help keep your heart healthy and performance strong. You know, I've been trying it out for a few weeks or so now, and I got to tell you what I did. I take a number of supplements for all sorts of good reasons, probably the same as you including green drinks, and I really wanted to see and feel the effectiveness of SNAP supplements, so I set everything else aside and just took that with a few minor items. Again, I'm just saying what I did, and the result is I feel great. I'm full of energy, my brain feels sharp, that's a really good thing, and with that, I'm sure my heart and blood are doing just fine. SNAP supplements is offering my listeners a 10% discount on their first purchase by using the link SNAP cardio.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's S-N-A-P-C-A-R-D-I-O dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. Try it out. Your body will thank you. BAMS, are you accepting credit cards in your business? Of course you are. And if you're not, then you definitely should be. But did you know that Stripe is not your only or best option for payment processing? Get paid well with BAMS. BAMS is a national payment solution provider with automated next-day deposits and major savings when compared directly to Stripe, PayPal, and Square. BAMS provides competitive pricing and deposits directly into your bank account in as little as 12 hours. Visit bams.com paywell for a limited time and get a $50 Visa gift card after completing your rate analysis to see how much you can save. Visit pams.com slash paywell today to start saving. And that's B-A-M-S dot com slash P-A-Y-W-E-L-L. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. And check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, or you can find everything back to day one at tonydurso.com slash podcast. And now, back to the chat with Jonathan. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. Jonathan, is this like a, a platform or a system that's online where the owners would put in their information, categorize it, record it, and then as changes make are made, they can go in and update it? Is it is it something like that where then it's well monitored, so everything is well, everything is well recorded that way and kept track of? Yeah, no, that that's exactly right, and uh, and we also when when you start talking about all of these other providers or, or services that might need to, to be had uh, on that asset. We're talking about 
the most important thing, which is, is data security for the families, right? So some things might want to be private, other things they might want to share. Uh, they may need somebody to come in and look at something for an appraisal remotely very quickly, and so their access may be limited. But yeah, that's exactly right, Tony. Ultimately, uh, we want to allow uh, these families to basically digitally manage all of these things. Um, we are cloud-based and we have uh, both a web-based and mobile application. But I think that the key for us is that we really understand the permissions. Um, some things might be by invitation only. And so we, we've, we've really, uh, I think, done a really good job of listening to our clients and understanding what their needs are and then building a system to not only support their needs today, but looking as we build into the future to support where they're going, right? Because a lot of times with platforms, it's a big transition for a family or for a family office, and it's going to mean a commitment. And, you know, uh, smart family offices want to make a commitment that is going to grow in the direction that they're going. And so um, I think that the, 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 that's one of the nice things about what we have as far as, you know, our path forward is, it's a robust path, but uh, ultimately it's in the direction of where our clients want us to go. And I think that 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 for us, it's reassuring for them. It's reassuring and it, it creates a, it fosters a, a good relationship right from the start. Jonathan, you mentioned something about appraisal and allowing people a temporary access to go take a look. And I think that's critical and vital because we may have no idea that what we have has any worth or value, or it may have a far more greater value than we think. And to be able to allow someone to come in and give it a, an appraised value or whatever range, I think is very vital. We can actually then see the value of our estate that way. And so you're saying we can allow a limited access to someone to investigate something and perhaps give a dollar mark or dollar range or a value on it, and then no longer have access, something like that? No, that's exactly what that's exactly right. And 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 when it comes to, you know, if we take take a look at it through a financial lens, you know, we started off as as financial technology because we're dealing with we're trying to manage all of the physical assets. When you when you look across the category of fintech, uh, we're managing money really, really well through technology. Um, but we are not doing that when it comes to our physical assets. And so we live in a very reactive world when it comes to how we manage our things. And you know that was the the kind of the paradigm shift that we wanted to take in moving to a proactive uh, environment. And so you know when it comes to assets of a certain amount, yes, I might I might want to get an appraisal, and I'm going to want that appraisal to 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 I want all, I want all the documents right with that uh, asset. I want all the maintenance history with that asset because that then that then drives the value. And so we really want to help our clients ultimately take assets that may be depreciating um, and have them start appreciating. And it's, it's something that is, it's easily, it's easily accomplished. Uh, and, and, and that's something that we just want to facilitate, right? If you're taking care of your things, you're reporting that care, you're, you're getting an appraisal, appraisals have a shelf life. So making sure that when that appraisal dies, you get another one. We're not talking about thousands and thousands of dollars, Tony. We're talking about some assets that need appraisal might be $75, but that appraisal is then binding for three years. It's federally recognized. And now we can start to take the next step with a state space and have a real-time portfolio value financially of all of our, pro our real property assets. And so when, when you start to look at someone's financial portfolio, you have, you have you know, your liquid investments, you have your, your physical asset investments, and then 
You may have alternative investments if you've invested in a, 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 a company, right? And so being able to be that, that second leg of that stool and really do a good job, um, that's ultimately going to allow us to, to, again, connect with an already existing financial network that's global and really start to help, help those folks help the clients that they have. Uh, especially when it comes to multifamily offices or private client groups with large banks and insurance companies. Um, those are the people that I'm in conversations with regularly. And it's all about serving the client better. And that's what I really love, even from some of the, the largest institutions in the world. Um, they, they, they're doing things for the right reasons. And that's, um, that's making it very easy for a state space to align with that. This is the Tony D'Arso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Let's talk about investing these days. Can anyone keep up with the ever-changing nomenclature that's used in the industry and which seems to confuse just about everyone? Terms like meme stocks, altcoins, shilling, and I'm not even sure what they all mean. So what do we do? Well, I found something that really works well for me, and it's called SoFi. That's S-O-F-I, SoFi. And they take the guesswork out of all the new words and new methods, and they make it really quite simple. I actually joined SoFi, and while I can't tell you what I did, I can say that I've done surprisingly well in a short amount of time. I really believe you're going to love it too. And here's a little bit more info on them. First, whether you're eager to get started with investing or anything, I just want you to know SoFi has your back. There's no commissions on trading stocks and ETFs, plus no account fees or hidden fees. And check this out. You can use fractional shares that start as low as $5 to buy brand name stocks, even if you don't have a couple grand lying around. You can save for retirement and you get a complimentary financial planner. So here's what you do. Cut through the jargon and make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Tony to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's S-O-F-I dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Guys, it doesn't get any easier than SoFi. Get started today at SoFi.com slash Tony. Hey, if you have a pet, they are a part of your family and you know exactly what I mean. They depend on you to take care of everything in addition to feeding. You're always watching out for their health and, you know, doing the pet things. You know what I'm talking about. It's a big responsibility and sometimes we need some help. And that's why I want to tell you about Fuzzy. I actually use them and when we need something, Fuzzy is there and they got your back. They're a telehealth service for pet parents and they're available 24-7. Now I'm talking veterinarians. I'm talking quality people that really understand what's going on and they can answer any questions such as whether your dog ate a sock or something may be going wrong with your horse, there's a rash, or your cat is acting really funny. And as a pet parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You need that comfort. You need that security. Sometimes you could just pick up that phone and get somebody right there. I mean, that's just a godsend. And in addition, they can help you with products and supplements or medications or anything that you may need or you want to ask, like, is this good for my dog or is this good for my cat? Nothing's too big or too small for a quick fuzzy call. Remember that. And right now, Fuzzy is offering our listeners a free seven-day trial membership 
go to yourfuzzy.com slash D-U-R-S-O today to sign up. That's a free seven-day trial and access to exclusive member discounts on pet meds, supplements, food, and more at Y-O-U-R-F-U-Z-Z-Y.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Again, yourfuzzy.com slash D-U-R-S-O for your free trial of Fuzzy with access to 24-7 personalized pet care and vet-recommended products. And we thank you on behalf of your pet. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with Key Influencers. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. And now, back to the chat with Jonathan. Jonathan, you mentioned security earlier, and while we talked about that very briefly. This is our asset. It's our life. It's our work. It's our business, our company, our family. And we're concerned that anyone has access to it or can do anything with it. Now, would we actually, we would put copies of information, perhaps deeds of trust and so forth, but not the originals, of course, because it's digital. But still, we don't want other people to break in. And we have a concern about security. Can you tell us a little bit more about how watertight and secure this is. Yeah, and I, I would say that uh, security should be everyone's most important point, right? It, these are these are very they're very sensitive uh, points of information, and we want to make sure that they're safe. Uh, not to dive too much into security because that's a show of its own. Um, but you know, we've achieved we've achieved regulatory compliance and standards and security as a company as a technology platform uh, that makes all of our clients feel good. Uh, we took the the bank approach, right? If a bank's doing it, then we should be doing it. Um, there's some things that we are probably taking a further step on because say we have uh, personal preferences and we might have a special condition and medical information. So we're also uh, on a path in the next, uh, I think yeah, uh, by the middle of the summer to become HIPAA compliant as well. Um, and, and ultimately I start, we started the business with security. Uh, we knew the space before we got into it. And so uh, in addition to having all of that and being your compliance, uh, we have security by default or or secure convenience, as we like to call it. And when when you think about that, you're talking about like the left and the right wing when it comes to security and convenience. And so, well, how do we do that? Uh, Well, it's a bring your own device platform. So someone can bring their own device. They can download the application. They can get on their computer. Uh, But they can't use our application if they don't have a most recent device or if they don't have... Uh, a more recent operating system. And the reason for that is because operating systems update because they are becoming more secure and fixing problems. In addition to that, we understand where applications are, are, uh, let's say under siege the most. And so we have uh, cybersecurity solutions built right into our platform, as well as a dedicated team 24 seven monitoring, responding. And so when you get us, you don't just get an easy to use platform. You don't just get all these other things. You also get that peace of mind, knowing that uh, no matter who's a member of your estate space, uh, that their device uh, is secure, that their access is only granted by estate space if they've met those security protocols. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off of the family. Like, you know, a lot of solutions that have come uh, and been similar to what we've what we're accomplishing, uh, they have been uh, they need an IT team to support the application. And so I always knew that we wanted to be SaaS, we wanted to be easy, 
uh, we want it to be fun to use. And, um, and in order to do that, we want, we built all of those teams and all of those, those, those points of security into the platform to, to really just take, take that burden off of our client. Jonathan, in terms of having the information in a very secure place, a very secure server and having access to it, let's talk about banking. Would my passwords, would I put my passwords and my bank access there so that in the event that I move on, whoever's next in line or authorized can then just pick up and doesn't have to find out where everything is? Yeah, so so yes, we can facilitate whatever you'd like to put in. And again, I think the beautiful part is that when you get a state space, you get everything that we are today, you get everything that will be tomorrow, but you, um, you can choose what you want to use. Um, you may want to do that. You may not want to do that. You may want to leave that with your attorney outside of the platform. Um, but ultimately, uh, you can use us however you choose to, Tony. And uh, when it comes to uh, the, you know, when we start to get into the, the, the transition of an estate, uh, we're going to start to look at things in, in a, maybe through a different lens. And, and we, we talk about, you know, just the security of the platform and making sure that, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're using biometric entry. We want to make sure that things might be timing out, but they're easy to get into. So again, when you think about a state space, you can think about how your bank app operates, but we also want to make it such that uh, it's not like you've forgotten your password and you can't get in. And so I think with that, you know, we have easy fail safes if that were to happen in order for you to securely reset and authenticate back in. But I mean, I'd say the only thing we can't stop, Tony, is somebody looking over your shoulder while you're in the application using it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. And when I when I travel, you know, with the family, you know, you I always have a backup that if someone needs and if I have no access, you know, how can you know, how can I access my bank or some vital information? So I always provide an access to some family member just as an emergency. I think it's prudent, especially when you're just traveling all over the world or whatever. So, and I think of this in in a similar term of here's my assets, here's access, and if needed, here's what you do sort of thing. And I think it is so vital. I've seen it so many times and I do a small little tiny version of it myself. So I totally can sync with that and how important that is. And I'm sure there's been a lot of challenges. You're the first asset management to a system and platform to do this. I'm sure you've had some significant challenges. Why haven't others done this before? Are there some major hurdles that had to be dealt with that you were able to solve to move into this? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the biggest challenge that we've ever had was creating a standard for information in our category. So um, you've got all the things in the world. Well, some things are measured very differently than other things, right? And so uh, we spent a lot of time creating a standardization of attributes across characteristics or measurement or time. Um, some things expire, some things don't, right? And so how do we, how do we standardize uh, information and how do we create an environment that's dynamic enough to be able to handle any asset in the world? And we've been able to do that, right? And so that, that was probably our, our, our first, was, that was our biggest challenge. I think the, the, the other challenge is that uh, when it comes to uh, management in general in any, any given operation, the other challenge is that there's always a breakdown of communication or a lack of transparency. And so, you know, when, when, you, when you start to talk about a lack of transparency, what you're talking about is a major concern for someone's privacy. And so uh, we took that to heart and we've uh, created our own communications, our own way of 
talking uh, about something within the context of that something such that uh, there is no uh, information loss. So I think, you know, when, when we step back, like as a three-time founder, one of my challenges is always when I wake up every day, I have to check three or four different applications. I'm using 20 different mediums to communicate and do my job. Um, and things do get lost. And, you know, um, as I get older, I'm not, I mean, I might be getting smarter, but things might not be uh, working as fast as they did once did. And, and when it comes to, you know, state space, our main goal is to solve for that, right? To provide all of those tools in one platform to some degree, right? I, I might have contact management in a CRM, but I don't need to be a sales force, right? I don't need to do certain things to the same degree that others do. But what I do want to do is provide a, an experience where you can go into a state, a state space, you can go to my home, and you can see all the things that might pertain to your, to your life for that day or your business. Because um, ultimately, uh, our goal is to become uh, a complete operate, a business operations platform. And that's where we're headed over the summer. Uh, and for us, I think that's most exciting because when we start to talk about, you know, we've, we start to solve this problem and now we have this platform, our main goal is to give people back time, right? To reduce administrative burdens, to give, to, to, to make people more efficient, maybe not replace people, but let people get more things done uh, that, that, that drive in the direction that someone wants to go. And so, you know, going back to the, that ecosystem, I started pushing a broom when I was 22 years old. And, and so I, I have a respect for everybody across the team uh, in order to accomplish a goal. And so we've really looked through those lenses and tried to make a state space work in a way where it would work for anybody at any level within an organization or across the family. Um, because ultimately, uh, we, we care about their experience and we want to give back again that, that time and that money. We want to give that back to everyone that's using our platform. Jonathan, we're all entrepreneurs and business owners here. We're always looking for information, advice, anything that could help us take our business to the next level or help us avoid pitfalls that we may not see right now. It's like we all need that mentor. We all need that help to help us. And you've had multiple businesses. You've said three, and you've also said you were sweeping floors in, in your young, early 20s. So I'm curious, and on behalf of our entrepreneurs, is there some significant moment that occurred that just changed your life forever? Said, hey, this is what I'm going to go do. Because at 20, you could do anything you want in, in, in your life. You could have been, uh, you know, serving uh, drinks at some, uh, some island, you know, for a while and, and doing that. But you went into business and creating business very successfully. So what took you down that route? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think uh, now I, I know the answer to that looking back in, in ret retrospect, right? Uh, I exist personally and professionally to help people. Like, that's my why. That's why I get up. That's why I do what I do. But, you know, I think from a very young age, I always wanted, I just had a driving, something inside me. I wanted to change the world. Like, that's just, you know, that's, that's what I've always dreamed of doing. And um, having uh, watched, you know, my family do that uh, as I was growing up, you know, I think for me, it was, um, it was uh, maybe a little bit scary, but ultimately it was inevitable, right? I was, I was going to become a founder. I was going to start a business. Uh, I was just driven to do it. Um, I, rem I know that once I became a mentor um, uh, and started helping others. So for, for me, I think that the, the turning point happened at a young age, Tony. I think that I, I knew uh, very early on that I wanted to be a founder. Uh, I always have had a driving force to want to change the world. 
you know, I know now that I exist to help. I, I exist personally and professionally to just to help people. That's what gives me the most joy. I think for me, um, you know, ha- having taken that first leap of faith, if you will, and into becoming an entrepreneur in the beginning, it never made the next leap any easier. Um, but I, I can tell you that I don't know. There's just maybe something in me that really, really enjoys it. You know, and I've also learned a lot when it comes to advice that I might have for other entrepreneurs along the way and, um, you know, within the community, if you will. Would you say in your career, there Mm -hmm. was a time when there was the worst moment ever? Being broke, (laughs) not knowing if (laughs) I could afford, (laughs) not knowing if I could afford to get to tomorrow. Um, So I think, you know, for me, that's happened a few times in my life. And that's super scary especially when it's, uh, you know, my money and it's, it's, it's real money, um, no matter how much it is. Um, I'd say that's probably uh, been the most scary moments, but I don't know. I, I can look back now and tell you that uh, no matter what is going to happen tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to work um, and I'm just going to keep pushing through. And I think, you know, in, 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 as of late, in the last few years, I've, I've picked up a mentor uh, by the name of Barry Lieber, who's really served me well. Um, and I think the best part about mentorship and one of the things I try to do is is similar to the same thing he does for me is, you know, ultimately he's going to make me a better husband, a better father, a better son. Um, he cares about me uh, personally more than professionally. Um, you know, professional success is great. But in my case, if I don't have my family there, if I don't have all those things, none of it really matters. Um, and I think that's, you know, similar to, to where I where I now come from. I, I love to be able to give back. Uh, I love to be able to um, provide um, that same mentorship back and giving back to that community. And I found a lot of success uh, getting advice from people that have been in my space uh, doing what I'm trying to do prior to actually me doing it. Uh, I think that's the most one of the most invaluable things. And then in the last year, I've actually uh, started to join. Uh, groups uh, with like founders. So I'm a SaaS technology platform. So I surround myself with founders that are doing the same thing. Uh, and I love that I did, I learn more from those two groups um, than I ever could. Hopefully I give something back that's of value. Um, but, you know, for me, it's those two things combined that uh, really allow you to, to, to have a much better chance of being a successful entrepreneur. Because Tony, we all know the numbers are against us. <laughs> Speaking of that, Jonathan, are there any challenges that you're most worried about facing in the future? You know, I'd say um, I, if, if I, if I, I'd probably say that pe- people would be my biggest challenge. I, I think it's, it's very hard to find the right person. Um, there's a ton of talent out there. Uh, there's a ton of great people. Uh, I think, you know, some, some people may talk about uh, one generation to the next and, and this and that. But at the end of the day, every generation is amazing. Uh, I try to take the the best perspective on each one, and you know I think for us it's it's find, finding the the right people, right? Like I you know I, like I mentioned earlier, I want people that care about what we're doing. I'm not just looking for someone to come in and do a thing or do a job for us. I want them to have um, a vested interest in what we're doing because that that means more. To, that means more to me. It means more to the company, and it ultimately is driving uh, the culture. And so. I'd say I'd say pe- people are probably the biggest challenge, and and we're 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 continuing to grow and scale. We just uh, we we tripled in size in the last eight months, uh, people wise, and uh, it's been a great journey. I've met you know hundreds of new people, 
Um, but I think that that's always going to be a, be a tough one is finding those right people within that group. Jonathan, with all you do, how do you balance life and work? Do you find that you've got a handle on that? Some people just, they have trouble with it. Uh, we could say that I've fallen off the bike a couple of times, but I always get back up. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say, you know, for, for me, my number one partner is my wife, right? And so that's taken me uh, maybe the last couple of years to realize. And so, you know, it's like I have a business and I have a family. I've always known that my wife was my partner, but then I might have a different partner at my job. And ultimately, uh, I've done a much better job, uh, Tony, of managing that of, of late uh, because now I'm partnering my, with my wife in every aspect of life, including business. Um, and I know when to, to stop, right? I actually, uh, I'm 39. I just can now say that I'm the, I proudly learned to not work on a vacation. Um, and that's taken me a long time to do, but it's been one of the best things for our family, our children. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Cha-ching! That's the sound we all love. You know, it means a sale, money, and it's the sound of another sale on Shopify. That's the all-in-one commerce that will help you start, run, and grow your business. For you, the entrepreneur, you get the resources that were once reserved for big business so that upstarts, startups, and established businesses like yours, well, you can sell anywhere. I know you've heard them before, and you probably heard me talk about it on an earlier show. It helps you synchronize your online and your in-person sales and effortlessly keep you informed. And that's important because, hey, our business is a journey of endless possibilities. I love how Shopify has the tools and the resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to, well, around the world. You're an entrepreneur, you've got something to sell. Search for your category on Shopify and you're going to be amazed at the suggestions. And perhaps that will stimulate you to create another great product to sell. And cha-ching! Another thing to know about Shopify that's very important is they power over 2 million businesses from first sale to full scale. And that means it's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. So go to shopify.com slash Tony, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash Tony right now. Shopify.com slash Tony. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y all lowercase, and cha-ching your way to the top with Shopify. Do you find yourself talking about fake spring? Seems like everybody is. And why is it called fake spring? Because it's so difficult to dress. You've got cold weather, cool weather, windy weather, hot weather, balmy weather. It just goes back and forth. So this is really important. So pay attention. How do you dress when every day is different? Well, I have the answer. It's called Faraday. They make it so easy because they have the perfect clothes for all seasons. Now, first of all, it's a family-run business, and they've been making really beautiful clothing. The style is so effortless that when you go digging in your closet or your drawers or wherever you put your clothes, you're looking for that 
item that just feels good, feels comfortable, like something that you've had for years and years and years. Well, that's Faraday. My wife and I have a number of Faraday clothing items, and they're just beautiful. They look great. They're outstanding. And I really love my dress shirt. And I also want to let you know that they're so confident about their quality. Get this. They have a lifetime guarantee of quality. Are you ready? They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. Talk about making it easier to get dressed. And right now, Faherity is giving all the Tony D'Urso Show listeners 20% off. So head to fairdbrand.com slash D-U-R-S-O and use code D-U-R-S-O at checkout to snag 20% off all your new spring staples. That's code D-U-R-S-O at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y, brand.com slash D-U-R-S-O for 20% off. Faradaybrand.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Guys, make your wardrobe simple and effortless. Visit Faraday. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. And now, back to the chat with Jonathan. Um, you know, again, I said that's that's why I do it. And so, you know, even if it, even if it starts small, right? Uh, I might not start my day until nine, but at five o'clock, I'm done. And I may go back later, but I, I take the time off. And when I'm off, I give my family 100% of me. And I think that even if, you know, for any entrepreneur out there that might like have a lot on their plate, even if you might only have an hour or two hours, right, for your family, give them all of you during that with that one or two hours. And I, you know, I'm, I've been a, a, a big fan of, and I've always uh, taught in my company, right? You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. You need to take care of your family, and then you need to go to work and do a good job. And personally, uh, over my career, I've I've always struggled on the ladder if I had an issue at home or if I wasn't taking care of me. So. You know, making sure that you take time out for yourself, take time out for your family. It's not so much about the quantity as it is the quality, Tony. Great advice. And I feel I've gotten to know you a lot better as well as what you do in the state space. And I just, again, encourage everyone to check it out because it's needed. Whether we want to or not think about it, it's the inevitable. So it's wise to check it out. We talked about simplifying estate management and just really taking that understanding to another level. We spoke with Jonathan Fishbeck. You can find him at estatebase.com. Jonathan, I found this very enjoyable to learn more about you and your company. Thank you so much. And Tony, thank you. It was a pleasure and uh, the honor is mine. And here's an insider's brief on how IBM Cloud for Financial Services helps banks address security and compliance requirements while protecting consumers' most valuable information. With us, we have Prakash Patney, Managing Director of Financial Services Digital Transformation at IBM. Welcome, Prakash. And could you please tell us, with the global pandemic, every industry has experienced major changes. In your mind, what's changed the most in the financial services industry? Yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot has changed, and it was accelerated by the pandemic. And um, I'll focus on three things and then talk a little bit about how banks are addressing these. I'd say consumer expectations have, have continued to increase, and there's this real desire for instant gratification and real-time service. So 
can order my dinner or, or get missing ingredients delivered in a few minutes, then I, I want to be able to do the same with my finances and I want to have to wait days for money to be transferred to a, a friend or, or, or family member in another country or contact a call center for info. Secondly, um, consumers want much more personalized services and that I mean services tailored to my personal needs rather than and generic services. So give you an example, my bank recently texted me to say I've got a regular payment going out tomorrow, but I don't currently have enough, inf- um, enough money in my account to cover that. So I, I moved money from another account to make sure I had sufficient funds. And in the past, I'd have gone into my overdraft and had charges. So thankful my bank was monitoring what's going on and, and giving me advice, but more crucially at the right time. And Third, I think the channels that um, consumers use to interact with their banks um, will continue to shift. So seeing this movement from branches to call centers to internet and mobile, and I think that's going to continue. Millennials access their bank via mobile three times more frequently than non-millennials, and mobile is the channel of choice for millennials here. Son recently turned 18, and he's never been in a bank branch to perform a a financial transaction and, and really doesn't understand why he would need to. Um, he recently got some uh, checks through the post for his birthday. He was like, why are people sending me bits of paper? He was like, they just transfer the money digitally. Luckily, he was with one of these new fintech banks that let you scan in your checks. So he still doesn't visit a branch. So I think transition from physical to digital will continue as the next generation who haven't really known anything different mature. So you know, there's all this change going on and, and banks are reacting to it. Um, and the way they're doing that is by digitizing their operations and their services and looking at the fastest way to do this. And it often isn't from, by starting from scratch, but by combining existing tried and trusted technologies with new technologies like cloud. So we're seeing more of a hybrid approach where they leverage the best of both worlds. It changes so much and so fast today, you really don't even need a brick and mortar presence for a bank for most things. And so I wonder, what are some of the biggest challenges that financial institutions are facing today? I'd highlight two. The first one's security and then uh, resiliency. And, you know, we, we spoke about all of this change that um, the industry is undergoing and at times of great change. It also creates a lot of uh, risk. So as banks start to work with fintechs and other providers, they're, they're effectively increasing their digital supply chain. And chain is only really as strong as its weakest link. A, a number of recent high-profile security breaches have been as a result of bad actors taking advantage of these vulnerabilities in these third-party providers, which ultimately gave them access to customers' financial data. And um, consumers you know, trust their banks with their most sensitive data. And any breach here really is, you know, results in a loss of that trust. So security is, is really critical to maintain and to improve. Um, talking about trust, a recent study we did, the IBM Global Financial Fraud Impact, found that consumers believe banks and payment networks are, are most responsible for preventing this fraud. So again, this is an area we, we're focused on in a, embedding artificial intelligence, fraud detection capabilities into our technologies for banks. So I'd say security is the first challenge in this, in the face of this constant change and in innovation. The, the second one I'll highlight is really around um, resiliency. Um, and this is about having your service up and running at all times. Um, there have been banks who have hit issues for days or weeks and customers were unable to access their accounts or get paid or make payments. And this was bad enough, but I was recently talking to a client in Africa and they said that if this happened to them for more than a few days, there would literally be people in the streets with guns as the army and civil servants wouldn't get paid. So 
this is a really important point and regulators are especially concerned about this and have imposed heavy fines where banks have had these issues. So I think in the past, banks mitigated a lot of these risks by building and running their own technology and data centers. But as they move to the cloud, there are concerns around what happens if, say, all the top banks are running on the same cloud provider and that provider has an issue. And we do see these things happen. So we're seeing um, you know, more of a move to a hybrid multi-cloud approach to, to dealing with this risk. Those are quite some significant challenges. We're mostly entrepreneurs and businessmen here in the audience. What should we know about how our data is protected with online banking? Firstly, I'd say that whether it's payments, investments, or savings, the um, data financial institutions hold makes them a, a top target. So protecting this data is of paramount importance. The industry's adopted some of the most advanced security measures available, from encryption technologies to understanding different threats and modeling them, and building isolation to limit who has access to what, and having artificial intelligence monitor the environment and flag if anyone's doing something wrong. I mean, so we could, we could do a whole session on this, but I think it suffice to say the technologies to protect your data exist. And IBM has been a leader in constantly developing these and thinking about potential future threats and um, you know, solving for them ahead of time. One of the things we've done recently is work with some of the world's largest banks, including Bank of America, BNP Paribas in France, and Caixa Bank in Spain to take advantage of IBM Cloud for financial services. This is an industry-specific cloud platform with built-in security and compliance controls that we develop with the Bank of America, specifically for the financial services um, industry. And it helps you to protect your and secure your data, allowing today's digital cons- cons- um, consumers to transact with confidence. So look, we, we've got a long history of working with some of the world's largest banks on their modernization journeys. And I think one of the big differentiators with us is that data privacy and security is at the heart of everything IBM does. And we believe client's data is their data alone. We don't believe in monetizing it. So I think it's really important for consumers to consider who they're banking with and choosing finance institutions with strong partner and fintech relationships and the, and the best capabilities to keep them safe. Absolutely agree on that. And now looking forward in the future, I'm wondering about some of the key business trends that you think may transform this industry and why. Yeah, I think um, we're going to see a continued growth in embedded finance. So instead of carrying around lots of plastic cards, people use their phone to hold their wallets, and and these will become more embedded in technology platforms. So you won't have to keep entering 16-digit codes every time you want to make a transaction. This will create both opportunities and challenges for the industry, as on the one hand, it will remove a lot of friction, and we've seen that with contactless payments. You know, we saw the volume of transactions go up, but on the other hand, it creates disintermediation between customers and the banks as it's now the tech platforms that have all the data around you know what you're buying how frequently who you're buying from and and not the banks um, so I think that's going to be a challenge for the industry um, we're also seeing more contextual banking where artificial intelligence will allow banks to offer relevant information at the right time I think today information is provided a bit randomly in the hope that it's relevant and in the future as we connect up devices and information, We'll be able to say offer discounts when you're in a particular shop or, or change or nudge your behavior to meet a particular goal. You know, it may ask you if you really need that um, coffee or latte or if the money would be better spent saving for a house deposit. So some like this future and others worry about it. And then finally, I think we're in an era where fintechs are, are coming of age and transforming the, the financial services industry. We've seen firsthand with the growth of the cryptocurrency market and digital assets and Digital assets have grown massively, right? We 
now they have a market cap of over three trillion, and we're only at fourteen billion, literally five years ago. The U.S. alone, forty million people have used or traded cryptocurrencies, and over a hundred countries are exploring digital currencies. And um, I think the Biden administration recently issued an executive order that outlines protocols for addressing risks and harnessing the benefits of digital assets. So this is a long-awaited acceptance of digital assets in the in the economy and sends a strong signal. Um, so I think you'll increasingly see regulators take a closer look at this space, and we're seeing uh, announcements coming out. And but they're going to have to balance like the need of for regulations with um, innovations while while protecting consumers. So I think these are three major trends you'll see transform the industry. I think a lot of us are going to keep watch on those trends. And now I'm wondering, IBM is so pivotal in all this, and they've been focused on financial services. They have a history with clients in the space. Can you reveal to us a little bit more of what IBM is up to? Yeah, IBM's changed drastically over the last few years, and it's a much more um, focused organization. Its, its core mission is now hybrid cloud and artificial intelligence. And together with its consulting arm, it continues to help banks across the world on their modernization and transformation journeys. Um, we've spoken about the importance of an adoption of hybrid cloud and artificial intelligence already, but I think another area I think people may be less knowledgeable about is the, the role we're playing with fintechs, especially in some of these new emerging technologies like digital assets. We're helping fintechs who can benefit from our understanding of regulations and experience of financial services and, and that's, you know, specific IBM technologies that we've developed to deliver the security and compliance they need. Um, you know, for example, there's a, a company called Metaco, who's a digital asset custody startup, and they're leveraging our security capabilities to help clients reduce the, the risk from malicious actors viewing or gaining access to their confidential data and assets. So you know, fintechs need to stay nimble and agile and, and don't always have the deep security skills needed. So a lot of what we are doing is building platforms like the IBM Cloud for financial services that, that take care of this compliance and security. So again, we're all about removing friction from the system so that our solutions um, not only help clients, um, you know, our ultimate clients who serve their customers, but also deliver the highest level of security. So, you know, they can focus on creativity and innovation while we take care of, you know, all the, all the other really important stuff like, like security and compliance. If we want to track with this, where do we go for more information? Yeah, you can go to ibm.com forward slash um, cloud and you can get a lot more information about what we're doing and how we're working with our clients and some of our new technologies that will, will you will sure continue to change the way people behave in the future. Prakash, thank you so much for joining us and explaining this to us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. We talked about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. He has such a great story. He saw the need and he filled it with the world's first asset management solution. This interview says it all. And you know, I've said this before in the interview, it's so needed and vital today because you just won't be able to find any information such as this easily on your own when that time happens, when that time comes. We talked about the main problem that they solve in asset management, how the system works, how you can solve the management problems that you may inherit someday or your loved ones may inherit. It's not a problem until it happens to you, and then it gets very real, very quick. And we got to learn more about Jonathan as a person, his habits, his routines, how he balances his life and work. Some really good points here. What resonated the most with you? I want to tell you also that I appreciate so much that you listen, and I look forward to your tuning in again next week. 
And please remember supporting the show with a nice review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate that. And oh, of course, I say this all the time, please share this with a few friends because friends help friends. This is what it's all about. All right, please use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks and remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. So good seeds, do good deeds. And join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 